0: and gentlemen welcome to the queen killer chronicles um i mean the corpse <laughs> killer chronicles got it hey uh, i'm sarah it's
1: going to come out in like 2 months so
0: yeah i know it's going to get Listen, the listeners can all relive a little bit of joy in their lives. Uh, welcome to your number one anti-monarchist, but more importantly, anti kvoth podcast on the internet. I am your host, Sarah, and with me are some other people.
1: I don't remember which order we go usually. I'm Janos. <laughs> hi. Uh,
0: I'm Summer. I'm Robin. I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah, I just like to let you guys stew in it, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how are we doing? Epic.
2: Tengo sueño Uh uh-huh yeah Uh uh-huh
0: elaborate on that (laughs) no (laughs) Uh,
3: anyway
2: no good i don't know i'm good just teaching doing stuff reading this stupid fucking book
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's the highlight of my life the book got to leave uni and you had to go back into it so it's so sad that's so fucked
2: up (laughs) yeah that's it tragic tragic what about the rest of you everyone else good i'm very well i'm
3: extremely looking forward to the queen's funeral on monday Um, I've got many plans with friends to get extraordinarily drunk, so. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any kind of, like, drinking game, like, take a shot? But Um, that's a good idea. uh Didn't one of her gods, like, collapse today? That's a good sign. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) That's
1: a good sign, yeah. Yeah. St- Why are how fucking the- stupid do you have to be to stand in line for nine hours just to see the queen in yeah. a casket? That's so stupid. How do you have a whole country that does that? Oh, I heard it was Jesus thirty Christ. hours. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yes, Nine hours? <laughs> That's too much, man. I ha- I was I was at work for eight hours and I was like standing up in between, you know, <laughs> leaving work, having lunch, you know, and you know my work isn't like exciting, <laughs> but. <laughs> is standing in line?
2: Oh, I don't know. I what? saw a tweet that was like uh man she ain't even in that box. They probably ate her in. Foul moral. I don't know why I fucking found that so
3: I think bad. that's true. I think once it they is. die the next in line has to consume the body um completely yeah. raw. Um it's it's like in that bit in Game of Thrones in the first book. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: it, yeah. It's actually where the term raw doggy came from. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Charles has like been he's waiting been for this off, his off. whole life for so long and now he's like eighty fucking years old and he has to eat his like hundred year old mom. He's so gonna crusty be tough. already. Yeah. <laughs> that
4: That's is... like they the thing they do in Catholic churches. What is whatever it's called? Transubstantiation. When they go up and... <laughs> okay. Yeah
3: not consuming the body.
4: Yeah. Maybe they'd be marinating her
0: inside that coffin, so she's more palatable. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. That's probably right. They're doing that's her a little-
3: like a ceviche, so it's just full of like citric acid. <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs>
4: I'm doing well. I had a cup of coffee and a huge caffeine pill. Nice. Fuck yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. I'm doing I'm doing better now like for the past years of my life I've been thinking that I'm slowly dying uh but it turned out it was just like my doctor who was poisoning me so
4: Oh well it's good you oh. found out well, that's, <laughs> that's very a classic fanatic.
1: blunder honestly it, uh, I just had to it laugh Happens to
0: the best How of many
3: hummingbirds did you kill Oh so many
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> It was the only way to find out <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, we laugh, but actually I'm pretty sure most of us actually kind of enjoyed this part of the book. I really love it. Oh yeah. That fair... yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was good. Sorry, uh-huh. listeners.
4: It might be the best part of the book, maybe. Of, we'll it, see. of both of the
0: I books, just... I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stand-stamps is all I
3: have to say. Stamps-stamps. Stand-stamps. Stamps-wives. Stamp stamps, stamps. stand stamps stamps <laughs> Changing my name on the chat to Stape Wives sorry. I, <laughs> it's really important.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but Snapewives was a cult, right?
3: Yes. Uh, okay, cool. Snapewives cool. was a cult of people who thought they were married to Severus Snape. But unlike mm-hmm. them, I am married to uh, something Stapes. Yeah, Stapes is real. J- J- Jared Stapes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, shall I summarize the book and we can talk to yeah. talk about it? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Ah, so, this week, Quoth gets peer pressured into taking a gap year by everyone else at the uni who's like, bro, you just need to leave, you've caused too much drama, go away <laughs> for a little bit. So Quoth takes, like, a work-travel kind of thingy with the top dog in the aristocracy of Vintus, who is the mayor, but spelt not how you think mayor is spelt. Fantasy mayor.
1: But then later there's an actual mayor spelt, like, the normal way, that fucked me up. Yeah.
2: Because I was listening to the audiobook and I thought it was the same guy. Another... Classic D D move: just say a word slightly wrong and say that something else. <laughs> he's like, the mayor,
4: Kaylee, but like K A Y L E I G H. Yes, it's just yeah. like, that's, that's just like, how you quirky. spell Kaylee. What? <laughs> <laughs> huh?
0: Anyway, after a wee while in the vintage court, uh, where he's like learning to play tag, the beautiful game, the beautiful game. Um, it turns out that the mayor just needs growth to wingman for him. But luckily, before Kvothe can do any actual wingmanning, we are interrupted by this honestly delightful poisoning plot, where oh, Kvothe so has good. to like cure the mayor from being poisoned by his own doctor. It's great. Stan steps after all that stuff. He actually gets down to the task of wooing a woman called Melian Lackless. who has. He's a little bit like. There's some facts about her that we might get into. <laughs> Using the fact that Dana is also in town, like, as inspiration for, like, his love letters and stuff, that he's,
3: like, being commissioned to send to her. It's normal, he succeeds, and that's kind of the end of the section. Nice. Yes. It's not very long. This is a shorter section than the ones we've read so far.
1: This is, like, a whole ass, like, completely different novella, like, within this book. <laughs> right. Like... Remind me what chapter we're starting whole with. Whole new just- uh, setting. Uh, 47 um, to 670.
2: Yeah, I thought one, it was 47. It's like, so... B- 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 real quick, so... So we start with the chapter called the ignorant edema, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, isn't that in the? T- I, like we'll get into the real stuff, but like, I was just going over stuff for today. I'm like, isn't that just like saying the ignorant Romani? Like, isn't that like isn't that the equivalent thing? That- I found yeah. it very mm-hmm. funny, yeah. like chapter name. I just want to note that. <laughs> I thought I thought, it was, I thought it was very funny.
4: I have like a section that I really want to talk about. Mm. That's like at uh-huh. the very beginning. Let's get into mm. it. Um, Yep. Yeah. yeah,
0: I sort of skimmed over at the very beginning because I was just very excited about leaving the uni. Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah. we all were. Uh, totally. Yeah, th- because there's a section where he's going off on his adventure and it's uh, a whole paragraph, or excuse oh. me, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a whole chapter, but it is a whole paragraph um, where he goes on a sea adventure and I'm just going to say, like, I wish I were reading that book. Um, yeah, yeah. He spends like 11 sentences talking about why he needs to take the boat instead of going over land. And then he spends two seconds talking about how there was like a boat crash and he lost everything and there was like oh yeah pirates and shit. <laughs> Do you want to read, like, the sentence about this pirate adventure that is yeah. really on the screen Yeah, I'm trying to find the chapter. Chapter like four fifty 52, okay, perfect. Yeah, it's a pretty quick chapter. Several unfortunate complications arose during the trip. In brief, there was a storm, piracy, treachery, shipwreck, although not in that order. It also goes without saying that I did a great many things... Some heroic, some ill-advised, some clever and audacious. And then, like really quickly on the next page, it says, "Over the course of my trip, I was trip I was robbed, drowned, and left penniless on the streets of Junpui. In order to survive, I begged for crust, stole a man's shoes, and recited poetry." Like, what the fuck? That's like a whole book right there that we yeah. just skipped. <laughs> like true, I know so it compl- that
1: would have been the first four hundred pages of this book. Like,
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of
1: spending four hundred pages at the university where most of the last book took place
4: just doing the same shit he did And the then last finally week.
1: he gets away and then we have a whole like montage of all the stuff happening to him like why doesn't it start with oops i need to leave the university and then like all these adventure stuff like that
4: Yeah and like at the beginning of this boat adventure chapter he spends like seriously like three big chunks of paragraphs just literally explaining why a boat trip is more efficient than going over land, which is just insulting. I know I complain a lot about, like, the pacing of the book. No, it's crazy. And how it just, like, lingers and lingers on, like, him just, like, washing the counter and shit like that, (laughs) making pies. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. You'd think Patrick is trying to,
1: like, do something with his choices of what quote. Feels like is important to zoom in, and what he doesn't right, like mm-hmm. with him cho- choosing to recount the whole stupid Ambrose mm-hmm. plot from the last uh, episode with it, and how they found the instructions for the gram, and then skipping over this stuff. Like you'd think yeah. he's trying to do something with it, but I'm honestly not sure what or why. Like I guess it's trying to subvert stuff, but. The, the Just do the normal stuff, it works better <laughs> Like, once he stops Trying to subvert uh, storytelling Types, or storytelling Once he stops trying to, like, subvert What is supposed to be traditional Storytelling, and actually, like, tells a traditional Story with this whole, like uh, Noble house plot it, start- it suddenly becomes good <laughs> I wonder if you should have been doing this the, o- the whole time I don't know
3: yeah I mean I think the, the what really bugged me about this little bit in particular was that it, it does spend so little time on that and honestly you could have just cut it you could have just said he got there fine because like I know the whole point is that he arrives in Vintas like penniless and he's gotta fuck around getting more fucking money lending and
4: yeah like he spent so long talking about like the shit with debbie and like how <laughs> yeah, much he yeah. need, like he needed that money and then there's just like suddenly he's just lost it all like <laughs> what and it, it makes like no no difference
3: whatsoever because it takes him like very little time to ingratiate himself into like the job that he's got like he, he manages to kind of actor his way in and yeah it's kind of just like you could have just taken all of this out. it It just feels completely pointless, except for like Kovoth's life just being one long rags to riches or like it just keeps happening again and again and again. <laughs> it keeps happening
4: it keeps happening.
0: I'm wondering if, like, Pat's thing here is, like, oh, this is Kvoth, he's so legendary, so much has happened in Kvoth's life that there's no way I could possibly include him. Like, he could possibly include all of it in a telling, so this is what he's, like... Yeah, he's only got three
3: days.
1: Maybe, (laughs) probably, but then why have an entire section of, like, how to resolve the debt with Debbie?
3: (laughs) Why have a section about how he's making two pies? (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's...
1: I mean i I know why the Devi stuff is in it the Devi stuff is in it because Patrick knows that nerds are gonna complain about um didn't he have a debt to Debbie uh, to Devi that he needed to settle but like come on
4: right I mean he did it was it was lucky that he left all that shit with her too because he would have lost it oh true yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry Donna pirate stole your ring. <laughs>
0: I just um, looked out at the actual note I wrote about this section, the lost pirate, the abandoned pirate adventure. What I've written in my notes is: I swear to God, Pat just does this to be a quirky, manic, pixie dream author.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Feels true. He said he like that his loot case saved him at one point too, and I was just imagining him like floating around on it, like that scene in the Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> probably all according to Kakaku on Pat's porch. Um,
0: Don, what were you saying? Sure, no, I was
2: just, I was just gonna say with the the pirate star stuff removed, it's it's very weird to me because like beyond, beyond, I mean everything we've already said about Pat and wearing and everything, and I don't, I, I'll be honest, I don't want to read Patrick Rothfuss presents, presents the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Like, I don't want really <laughs> <gonna> to read that. <laughs> but like, what's weird to me is that like, okay, so he's telling the chronicler his story, and I get like, I guess just none of this mattered right none of these none of these adventures or anything actually like it's like so coat is telling the story about his like important parts of his past that the chronicler wants to hear and he's already he's all he's like picking and choosing things but he decides to tell like every like minute detail about his university life and nothing about this pirate adventure moment right which to me like that's what kind of bothers me about it most more than anything else not the like Missed potential, but this like imagine hi- imagining him telling the chronicler this, and then going like, <laughs> "Yeah, but this doesn't matter." And it's just like I guess like as a character point, it's that Quoth cares more about his friends and wants his friends as part of his story, and the adventures aren't like personal to him or something. But it just feels very very off when it's like the whole point of what you're doing here is. Like if 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 if, sorry, what I'm trying to say is like, well, if what what Quoth is trying to do is to just give The Chronicler the big hits that he knows he's looking for, like the big parts of his life. That'd be one thing. But he doesn't do that because he gives every nitty-gritty detail in university. So he doesn't do that. And if he was doing a exhaustive, like, every, you know, every day of my life, as far as I can remember it, then why not have the pirate section there? And it's just like, I, like, it feels so out of place that it's like, this is one of those moments that's like, yeah, you just needed an editor, man. You just needed to, like, no, yeah. Like have somebody tell you not to do this because it feels weird, it feels artificial. And my big point, it feels like Patrick is present once again, which so much about of this book. And I'm realizing this the more and more I read it. Is about building, like, it's about imagining Pat writing this, right? The same way mm-hmm. you like watch the D- the DM create the story in front of you. And part of it is like watching somebody kind of set the scene, right? And then of course you engage as a character too. But the, you know, part of the fun of D D is like watching one of your friends kind of improv out, like, what a cathedral looks like in the moment or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that part is fun. And so, I don't know, it's, like, it's in these moments that Pat appears. And so, once again, listeners, sorry for constantly talking about Pat or trying to imagine him writing or whatever (laughs) there and not talking about the narrative, but, like, these are the moments where, like, I, I feel Pat, I feel Pat here um, anyway, sorry, I, I just wanted to
0: I feel Patrick in this podcast <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> Patrick if you're here, us. can you please move a table,
1: you know um... <laughs> the myth of consensual podcasting
0: <laughs> isn't there someone you forgot to ask no, to your point down there um, I think like, I think this stuff about like, some, ostensibly like, to, to anyone else, like, this would be the biggest adventure of their life, it would be traumatic like, pirate adventure, blah blah blah, like and, and like the fact that that doesn't matter to Kavoth. I think it would work
3: if we were able to see why the university stuff mattered. Yeah, because like, it's you, like yeah. it's like being contrasted with him having these long conversations about why it's important he goes on a gap year.
4: You know, it's like- <laughs> yeah. He had like two hundred pages where he was just making some like a shield against Ambrose's attacks, which mm-hmm. was i just felt like why why do we have that much
0: yeah if the vibe i
4: got from that
0: stuff was oh this was crucial and pivotal in his Mm -hmm. like growth as a person and that those are the things that really shaped him then yes it would make sense to leave this stuff out Mm -hmm. but that 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 that's not the vibe the vibe i get is just oh patrick wants to relive his uni days by writing about (laughs) them in a fantasy universe yeah Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) yeah and then like i mean on the quote side like trying to imagine the character and being generous in some sense like you know like i said it, it it does like Put an emphasis on like friendship and not just events. That that what the story both wants to tell is that the other way one can read it is like he's just bragging here oh, yeah. like that's, and yeah. if that's the case then like i don't know like old man coat is supposed to be like so much of the sort of character of this of this not old i mean he's like 35 it's not that old.
0: <laughs> i think he's less think than he's that. Like 23 yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like
2: 20 yeah which is okay all right uh, so uh, sorry i i read a bit too i read like 10 chapters farther there's this like one part i'll bring up next time about like it's just the stupidest fucking um <laughs> it's, it's like, it just does not make sense temporally the same way that it is, it is, for me, the most recent iteration of you are 15 in university. None of this makes sense unless I forget that all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, there's another moment of that later on. That's a huge issue. Like, every. <laughs> <It's a huge laughs>
3: this particular section.
0: It happens like twice in this section where someone is like, oh my god, how old are you? Like 17? And Kmoth is like, yes, I lied. I was actually- Just <laughs> be 17.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: He might as well be 17. Yeah. Like, it's still, everyone's still really impressed with you believing that you're 17. And yet, Patrick <laughs> has to go like another step further and be like, mm, actually, he's 15. <laughs> is
2: he? <laughs> he's it's annoying. It's it's it, it, it and it also makes the love I mean, we'll get in this as we keep going. It makes the love letter things ridiculous because it just what it does is it makes <laughs> it doesn't make coats or clothes seem cool. It makes like them all seem like can you imagine being a, a an X year old I forget how old lady lackless, but like an X year old woman who's like being wooed by a fifteen year old writing? Jesus Christ. Right? God, like yeah. I mean, like that's that's the that's the and it's like... That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Even
4: 17, I feel like I would... Yeah, that's not... not I mean, great. I
1: think there's there's something to that part that we can discuss. I, I want to discuss... I want to talk more yeah. about that yeah. in a bit once we get there. But yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. Just, l- listen, if I find out that, like... The letters that I that my husband wrote me when when he was courting me, and now we've been married for like ten <laughs> years. If I if I found out they were actually written by a fifteen year old he hired to do it, I would divorce him immediately. We would have, have
3: extremely strong words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think you're not
1: supposed to necessarily think that's cool of him or the mayor to do it this mm-hmm. way, right?
4: But. Yeah. I want, to, I want to keep She'll watching.
2: just find a 15 year old
4: to write angry letters to him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I guess I, I don't mind the letter writing and stuff. I mean, again, I actually like, I really like the movie Her. Um, and I like the kind of, I don't know if you've seen, seen that movie. Yeah. Very good. But I, I actually find it very interesting and like an sweet and sweet in a weird futuristic way to have like a guy whose job is to kind of write letters to like four people in their Like I don't I don't mind that kind of thing. And I don't like I don't mind it any more than I mind like the, the patron and you know, you were going to write letters for me. I don't mind that any more than I mind like any medieval, you know, weird thing happening in the book. Like yeah. whatever. But like it's just other characters seem incredibly weird and hollow because of the like the way the story is told when you put it in any sort of context, right? It just, it it just, it's, again, it's not the letter writing. It is the, like, that it works and that this constant, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think my thing about this is that so much of this section is, I I, I really enjoyed this as, like, a self-contained novella. Yeah. In the context of the book, it makes no fucking sense. Like, why, (laughs) why it's happening? Why it's happening at this point? It's really, and that's that's the weird thing about it. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm struggling with it. That there's like nothing really that I have of complaints. Like within, like taken taken out of its context, right? Like if we see it as a self-contained story, I think it's a you know good. It's good. It's just
4: court intrigue. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we love a bit of court intrigue. I think a lot of the way that the story is written is just to like, especially this like little pirate uh, section, (laughs) Uh, it seems like Patrick is just trying to like make sort of disconnected like proof that this guy is going to become like a legendary figure in everyone's lives. Mm. Just like, yeah, here's here's where he helps a king. Here's where he like has the necessary pirate moment. Here's where he like calls lightning, etc.
0: Okay, I'm trying to find it, but it's like, whenever he's like, I actually, hang on, bear with me, I just want to read this little bit, because it's like the same stuff, but for whenever he, fuck, where is this? It's going to really piss me off. It's when he's like, oh, I actually, it took me 23 days to like, do this job. It took me five songs, 23 letters, and a poem.
4: Right. And then he he, like, learned the language so fast, and yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that stuff. I um am... I just had a
3: thought, uh, kind of on the note of what you were saying Summer, about like how he's kind of skipping over all of this because he's he's going to be like the the king killer. Do you think in the third book we're gonna have, if it ever comes out, um, we're gonna have a section where there's like three lines where Kvoth says and then i went to this kingdom and i killed their king and then i returned and it's gonna be completely (laughs) never in the book it's just gonna be like something people call Kvoth and he has like nothing to do with it whatsoever I think oh if Patrick God. does
1: that, it's going to be a Game of Thrones season 8 moment, where everyone is going to get <laughs> mad at the thing that the show has been doing for several seasons already. But once yeah, it's like right. in, the, in the in the section where they hoped they would get payoff, and it doesn't, it's going to be... Yeah, I think I think there's a good chance, if the Doors of Stone ever comes out, is that everyone's going to hate it, and that the fans are going to return really against it. I, I'm almost positive that that's going to happen.
4: Maybe the third book will just be the pirate thing, and he'll be like, fuck it, you know what... <laughs> I'm going to tell you about this pirate adventure and you're not going to learn anything else. <laughs> there's just
1: no way. like, so badly. Not knowing yeah. how book two is going to end, like, the point we're at, I just, there's just no way he can deliver a satisfying third book that actually no I, makes it well, conclusive. He,
2: well, he can't because he's not a good writer. Um, but <laughs> I think that, like, <laughs> plot-wise, I think he, because it's like we've seen already that he can, you know, it only takes, like, because, all right, what are Pat's big problems? Is that like nothing has any weight, right? No no real lessons are ever learned. The sort of deeper implications of, of um, I don't know, the way in which a 15 year old kid are, comes out of nowhere and is like the best in the, in the university and how, no that, makes, how, how to, that makes. Shadow monsters
4: to follow to the ends of Earth. What's that? Oh, I was just saying like he, he doesn't have any shadow monsters yeah. to follow Th- to the end of the Earth.
2: Yeah, there's no, well, there's no, <laughs> yeah, there's no, um, like the university doesn't like. Consider how they're educating students if somebody can come in like this or that his like friends be- start feeling very like Insecure all the time or something like like there's no there's no consequences And so when you when there's no deeper weight, you can just have four chapters. I show up in the city Here's how it looks. I knew this guy already from another part of my life uh, He was introduced I killed this or I had to kill him because he was evil or whatever and then I leave, and the next part comes. I mean, like, it's like when there's when the stakes of something don't matter, um, like, emotionally, thematically, etc., you don't have to linger on them, and it doesn't take long. I mean, Pat, Pat's dragged out the university, but as you all said, like, there was a whole poisoning plot and sort of court intrigue stuff, and it happens pretty quick. I mean, it's like, we're introduced mm-hmm. to a whole new place, a whole new language, a whole new people, a whole new etc., you know, all within a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't I don't have any doubts that he'll. I think taken on. on its own the pacing of this section is
1: good. It's really just the issue that mm-hmm. the pacing of the other sections were so bad in comparison. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think the 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 like poison intrigue stuff needed longer needed to be stretched out longer but it is a little bit no. weird that he can it kind like, of
4: feels like he like come back comes back and just like adds these little bits after he's already written everything else maybe yeah
0: yeah is there anything we actually specifically want to say about the poisoning plot section like or just I mean that it was good. I want. I, mean, like,
1: I, th- I feel like we should, like... Because we haven't even talked about, like, the bit, like... Because the poisoning section is, like, one of the bits, like, in the whole, like, court intrigue or the... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he gets to this, right? He gets set up this, like, internship thing by his <laughs> fan- friend.
3: Yep, basically. And
1: he doesn't know... Uh, Here's here's the thing that I enjoy about this section, rather than you know we all like court intrigue stuff, and it's like you know it's a, other than it being a genre of literature that I enjoy. What I like about this is that finally, <laughs> for the first time in this second book, Quoth is put into a situation where he is out of his depth because he doesn't mm-hmm. know how these like workings of these nobles work. So there's a lot of like guessing, of you know. And yes, he will find his way toward the end of of this section. But I, you know, I I don't hate quote here. Yeah, there's
4: a part like uh before he begins this journey, and like he just decides to leave the university, where he says like he doesn't know what the fuck he's gonna do with his life now. And that was like where I was like, yes, yeah. okay, something <laughs> yeah. interesting yeah. is about to happen. Something like, relatable. It could be anything. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an endless ocean of possibility. Mm. And for a lot
1: of the stuff, like once he arrives at the mayor's house, it's we don't get you know we don't get quote being as smart as or the best at everything, and we mm. instead like get to like observe like the the workings of this place. And I you know I. Enjoyed that just, a lot more than than the yeah. stuff we had with him before.
3: And I think just that I genuinely, this bit really surprised me because I do think that the writing and the way the sort of suspense is build up is really good. Because like the way he finds out about the poisoning is the king, not the king, the mayor asked him to go and get his medicine from Codiscus, Codiscus, something saying caduceus <laughs> Yeah, I was, caduces, yeah, but I I was about to say it. that too, but it's not that Codicus, Codicus. And he arrives and he starts like chatting to him about like trying to his he's trying to fulfill his wingman quest so he's thinking about something else and he's like watching the guy make the king the mayor's medicine and then like he doesn't mention anything and then that chapter ends with him going to the king and being like what's up you're being poisoned yeah <laughs> and and it's really nice because he's like been observing and it's not something where in the moment you have Kvoth's internal monologue that's like oh but i realized because of this and the you know all of these special reasons that he was you just it's just left to the audience to understand that yeah. he went to university and he knows how to do fucking alchemy a little bit or whatever potions and and he gets it and it's just better writing than any of the university
4: stuff <laughs> totally and there's yeah. like moments where he like doesn't even like he gets kind of like called out for not understanding things like where his new friend ba- Brayden is like kind of <laughs> suggesting like oh uh just so you know, I'm sure you know this but like the rings are supposed to be like on display and like he gets like kind of a, a new persp- or we get a new perspective on like his his inabilities finally <laughs> <laughs> we discover that he has some
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and like i actually the character of the mayor like alveron mm-hmm. that is that is his name alveron he gets introduced and like he is introduced as basically like a chronically ill character yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right, Pat, don't fuck this up. And then, like, his chronic illness turns out to be him being poisoned, and there's an incredible plot line. To- and I'm just like, oh, it's very satisfying. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, this is. And then the other thing, we get
1: characters here. That's the other thing. Yeah, like <laughs>
0: yeah, we get Stips. Stips as a character, new characters with yeah, personalities. My, my Stips, who are legally married too. Because
3: yeah, <laughs> just the benefit the benefit of the listeners who don't want to read this book. The mayor is like, I don't, I, I will listen to you, but I don't really believe you. Both is like, well, what we could do is we could bring in like every single hummingbird or the this book's equivalent of hummingbirds. I'm really sorry, I can't remember what they're called. And we can poison their nectar, and then we can see if they die. And they aren't dying, but he's not taking the medicine anymore, and like poison medicine anymore, and he's getting better. So Kovat's getting really concerned. And it turns out that Stapes, who's like the like manservant, the butler slash boyfriend, the Nestor of this book of of the mayor, has been um, hiding away all the dead birds because every single one of the birds has just been like dropping like fucking flies but he doesn't want his <laughs> master slash boyfriend to be sad about the birds dying when he's dying so he's been like concealing their dead bodies and it's really it's really like that's good that's a really good yeah it's clever writing yeah it but, is and,
0: and like th- they do the thing where like the met like growth is like hey so like do you think like do you trust everyone around you like what about Stips and the mayor Alvren is like no I fucking trust Stips with my life he's the most trustworthy person ever Stan Stips he <laughs> My husband. He's like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> how fucking dare you? And then later on, like both catches steps, like being really sneaky and like secretly talking to caduceus, whatever his name is, Cadicus, <laughs> Cadicus, <laughs> and and like both is like, oh my god, like steps sus for real, but then it turns out the thing <laughs> he's being boy and is he's being nice and replacing the birds and just mm.
1: yeah, and there's there's just some really good like writing in these parts or like suspense writing, I guess, because it's like. We don't get, you know, we don't learn that, he's, that the birds are not dying or anything. We just have this, this bit of, once, once Quoth tells the mayor that, uh, that he's being poisoned, he's incredibly suspicious of Quoth, because he knows Codicus Kod- for so much longer, and he, doesn't, he didn't even know that Quoth is a medicine guy that he he's goes to university. You know, he doesn't you know, he could just be lying to him. So he's like, Okay, I will take you know, I will refuse to take the medicine, uh, and I will drink whatever you get me but then he brings him like fish oil or whatever and he's like, I'm not gonna drink that. So there's all that and we're like learn about how we just see him like being very suspicious and then Kvose is just waiting in his room and he's like, Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. He's not sending yeah. it for me. Fuck. Shit. <laughs>
0: I think my favourite part of this section and genuinely my pat on the back for this week is the part where Kvothe drinks like down an entire pint of cod liver oil
3: oh I cannot even imagine
2: It was so nasty. Did you ever have to drink
3: cod liver oil when you or like take fish? Oh, like... I take
2: I take it now. I take liquid cod liver oil now. What are you talking you about? do you right. You do? You're braver than any time. U.S. Marine. What the fuck? It, it's so easy. It's nice. I don't know.
4: What
2: <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel? Good. I'm sure. I omega, for breakfast. Omega threes.
3: <laughs> are you taking omega pills? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm part of the Omegaverse. No, I um, am. <laughs> Sorry. So, I don't want to be too much of a hater here. And I so I'm kind of keeping quiet. But like, I thought that all this stuff is, this chapter to me, it's like, it's not as bad. But it's just like, I find, and again, I would like, whatever, different different strokes, different folks, whatever. I just find it like so boring of like, because it's like, literally, this is, okay. So I, all right, I said this before in the last season, I played Dragon Age. I played the first Dragon Age. I love Mia good, just like the dwarfs are, you know, old, you know, patron-loving people. Whatever, like, just, like, classic stuff. But, like, I don't think it's good writing. It's, like, really just, like, trash stuff. But, like, (laughs) oh, there's, like, a court, and there's the king being poisoned, and somebody's poisoning him. For, like, you know, political reasons that we don't really know about. We just, like, there's no real, I don't know, like, deeper weight to it. We just sort of, like, we're sitting waiting and we're just not told something. And then we're told something. We're like, ah, here it is. It's just, like, I don't, it's like, it's very, it doesn't have, like, a weight to it for me. It doesn't have any purpose or anything. It's like, it, there's no, I don't find it entertaining. I don't find, I don't, it's just, uh, I, this, again, this is me. I'm not saying this is, I'm not peeking at this for that. But what I'm trying to get to is just, like, I think that's, I'm the, the feeling of relief from like being out of the university is just so like nauseating, not nauseating, um, 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 delicious, delectable, intoxicating. so in- to- intoxicating, that sort. Intoxicating. Um, just like but a coddle it of oil. is, oil. It's just like cod liver oil, but it, is, it has traces of lead um, in it. Or, and it like slowly is making me sicker because like this is actually like very like C tier level pulp paperback fantasy writing of like I don't know this is the shit when I didn't prep for my D campaign. It's like, <laughs> oh there's a there's a vizier somewhere poisoning the king. Yeah, that'll 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 distract him for four hours on this. <laughs> Sounds like a
1: good D campaign
2: to me, anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this didn't
0: distract me for four hours on this Saturday.
2: It's just like I've heard I've heard this story before. I've heard it a million times. I heard heard it a million times again. It's just as done as like the university magic story. Um I don't know. I guess so-
4: I've like I've never played D&D, and I don't read, like, a lot, so for me this is, like, very special. Okay. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Because cool, cool, that's where cool. it comes from. Well, yeah, I, think, well, no, I think it
3: comes back kind of to what Janos was saying, is, like, if you take this as a novella, it works so much better. Because I think, I mean, that said, yeah, you, you are right about getting the just relief of no longer being at the uni, but I think it just works separately to the rest of this book in a way that is very strange. No, and
1: you're not. You're right. Like I don't think it's like ground groundbreaking, right? Like on its own. Like it wouldn't be. I agree that it's like a lot of shit that already exists, <laughs> but it's. I think it's like a decent. T- How do I say it? It's like yeah, it, it yeah, getting the distraction of like a D and D campaign uh, where it's like
2: you know. Well, what it reminds me of is like I don't know if you if you ever like just kind of randomly picked up a like science fiction short story you know magazine journal you know mm-hmm. anthology whatever and just kind of like read an author you've never heard of sort of whatever they're, and you, or, or just do this with any anthology or some random short story like a lot of them are just fine passing the time like they're not they're not like the next big thing obviously they're just in these little they, they don't have to be and mm-hmm. i i just part of me is like okay now it's getting it's like quote unquote getting good or at least getting like more bearable but this is still, like, <laughs> one of the most popular fantasy books published in the past, like, 10, 15 years. Yeah. And, like, just... Be- and so, like, I- again, I'm turning back to, like, I'm so... In- I use intoxicating, we're all kind of agreement here. Last season, we talked about sort of Pat's brilliance and, you know, his brilliance in the atmosphere of setting a mood, of sort of creating a Pinterest mood board. But, like, this, <laughs> this... I'm more interested in, like, how did we get to the point that we are really <laughs> crazy, like, legitimately yeah. fully happy? Like, oh, we're all in better moods, having read this section. The Discord was, like, super positive and pogging. <laughs> how did that happen? Because if we started here, I don't know if we would be pogging as much. It still would be like, oh, this is better than than um, Name of the Wind, the, like, the first book. Um, but, like, I don't think we would be pogging. There's something about, like, and it's not just expectations being changed. It's just something about, like, how the smallest scraps are made to feel like, yeah. you know, full, full I think force with meals.
4: like, synesthesia kind of brain, I feel like there's almost like a beautiful composition to it, where it's like very grey for 400 pages, which is like the negative space, and then you have this very colourful, mm. like, section. I think that's why it's really fun. Mm, Maybe? It's like one like of the those, contrast? like, black and white photos, but there's just,
0: like, one thing still in color. Right. Like, a like the brand right. of someone's lapel. is like, the only thing in color in the photo, and you're just like, wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. at that
4: beautiful, yeah, color. I think feet. it's,
1: like, it's, like, a decent, like, Monster of the Week episode, or, like, a decent Star Trek episode, right? Or a decent arc of, like, a 7 out of 10 anime that you're just, like, put on. <laughs> like, it is, like, objectively it is in that realm.
2: This strikes me in, like, the isekai the like mid tier B, the B tier isekai that you sort of watch, and you can't even really t- explain to yourself why you're watching it, right? You're just oh, like, Oh, this you, is my uncle's show. Just... <laughs> yeah, this, this, yeah, this is this is this is for me, this is the the devil is a part timer or Satan is a part timer or whatever, which is objectively just not a good show, but I'm uh, fine. Devil works. I'm it still enjoying it. Uncle Isekai. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Isekai fine. No, but I, I guess I just mean to say that like, I will say that what this chapter does is it says like a really cool idea for a trilogy of books is to have a full classic like western style picaresque where it is just like episodes only episodes bound together with with this particular frame story and then it does become like entire genre shifts you know every 150 pages or something like that that actually would have been really cool, really fun good. something like that. Yeah. Again, like, have the 150 Pirates page. Then we, like, switch entirely to this courtly romance, then we switch entirely to some, like, I don't know gothic story where we go into the depths of the library or something. You know, like, so I'll give it that. It's like, I, I, I do agree that the containedness of this section is nice in a way that I think Soul Guard of Silent Thing is nice and it's sort of containedness and separateness and um, little snow globe effect. But, anyway. I kinda
0: of wanna take now to point out little like this is enti- and this isn't entirely relevant to what you were saying, but it just kind of I wasn't through, saying anything, throughout so. this <laughs> section, there's quite often like little bits of like that hint at deeper lore which Mm -hmm. i only really noticed because i was on tumblr and saw people posting about these things Mm -hmm. and now that i actually bothered rereading the book i like noticed things and i was like oh right yeah that thing from like Mm -hmm. tumblr lore post (laughs) user (laughs) quotes nuts 69 Yeah, like, there's stuff about, like, the Amir being, like, Mm -hmm. men in black type people. There's Mm -hmm. stuff about, like, oh, the lackless family have a special box. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Kvothe Kvothe has a special box in his room in, like, present day.
2: (laughs) There's stuff
3: about, like... Oh, I forgot didn't even connect those two things at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the book connects it for you. Yeah. I don't
3: think I connected them on my first read at all, but
0: it's only now I'm rereading and like someone had pointed it out to me that I'm like, "Oh right, there's mm. stuff about like Dada's
4: patron being called Master Ash, there's stuff about rings." There's also like I totally missed this the first time for some reason even though it's very close together. Like they have that that part at the beginning of the section where he's sitting with Elodin on the cliff and Elodin says like these sheer areas are like really significant. And then he just goes and like stays in this city where there's like a giant sheer cliff, which I, I don't know if they're going to bring that back for like the same yeah. kind of idea. But like I totally missed that the first time. I thought that was significant. Yeah. yeah just definitely a know, big just... what a
2: twist moment. That will come up
0: Wanted like. to point out that there was stuff going on And like there was a bunch of stuff with Melia Lackless Who mm. like oh she Really hits the Edema Roo, And also she looks really familiar to <laughs> us Our favourite <laughs> sexy racist
1: <laughs> Yeah I was gonna talk <laughs> I'm, about I'm that I'm just
0: like oh shit I'm looking That's interesting but- <laughs> Didn't catch that the first time
1: Let me be clear about this though I still don't fucking oh. care about the lore <laughs> of this series I, I think I, Especially with this section being the best part as, like, a self-contained story, just really makes it stand out so much more how weak the, like, overarching lore stuff is. I don't care about the Chandri, I don't care the about who? the Amir.
3: <laughs> Do you
4: mean the Bluebine group? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank <There's> you. <laughs>
4: Yeah, they don't really like make them too like enchanting or like too. They don't they don't give us enough information to like care. Yeah, they don't like get involved with anything enough. Yeah, yeah.
0: like again, I only noticed this because it was pointed out on Tumblr to me in right. like, twenty fifteen. I would never have <laughs> noticed this. On my it's own.
1: really interesting how like fans will latch off to shit like this in a series that does it so badly. <laughs> like I, f- yeah. I feel yeah. like. The, Patrick only puts in this lore stuff because he feels like that's something that an like epi- that an epic fantasy needs to do, yeah, and the fans will latch yeah. on to it because they feel like that's something that fandom production needs to do is like connect all these dots. But like even even at the most generous reading of these books, like that's not that's not
2: their strength. It feels like Patrick I forgot to do. That. I mean, like the thing is, like until like right now. I mean, where in where in um, Breath of the Wild, by Name of the Wind. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where, <laughs> where, where in name of the wind like i mean maybe like looking back you're, like all these things become important or whatever but like there's no real big like lore kind of building thing there's like just it just doesn't come up right it's well, not i like, think
4: there's I on the reread there's like some stuff at the very beginning where they're like talking about well a chronicler I think or someone comes in or maybe it's just the patrons there that talk about like "quoth" and like how he did this and this and I was Mm. like oh shit I forgot that he was doing things (laughs) (laughs) I forgot (laughs) that they're like yeah they're implying that he has like all these these things that are gonna come up they totally like the poet killer thing Yeah, Yeah. where's the poet that he's gonna kill (laughs)
1: like genuinely in this in this section where he's like talking to the mayor like after you know he solved the Poisoning thing, and the mayor is like, "You're so in my debt," and then, uh and then quote is think- thinking about, "Oh yeah, I could, I could ask him to for access to all the libraries where I can read all about the Emy. and Genuinely, my heart. Sank. Yeah, it's like I don't want to go
2: back. <laughs> I <like>, got to <laughs> oh, <that>. no, <laughs> no, you can't make me.
4: Can I talk about Tack, the beautiful game?
2: In the power of Juju. There's not
4: a whole lot to say. But there's a, there's a guy named Brayden. He's, like, very kind He's and French in the
1: audiobook, like, by the way. Oh, my oh, God. Interesting. He's Why? French and... Uh,
4: <laughs> Why? Why did they have to
3: do
1: that? At The Poison Guy is German. I'm
3: listening... I listened to some of this on an audiobook, but I listened to it on, like, an um, illegal one that I just found online somewhere, and it's all read in this really, like, flat, almost AI American man's voice. So that's extremely <laughs> yeah. funny for you to tell me that now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, the, the official wow. audiobook narrator loves oh, wow. reading accents. One of the either Will or Sim, I still can't keep them apart, but one of them was Scottish.
0: Interesting.
4: <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> So, Tack, there's this guy named Brayden who comes in with like a Tack board and he's like, Well, make, why don't you learn this uh, game with me so we can just chill? We're still, I'm not sure, do we find out yet if he's like, he has any ulterior motives? Because it seems like he's just being a companion. At the moment, no. The yeah, I, mean, I think he's, the he's very,
0: he's very like overt about having ulterior motives. He's like, listen, I'm gonna come to your room every week or every day or every whatever and I'm gonna game with you and I'm gonna chat with you and entertain with you and I am going to become friends with you and po- possibly we'll if you turn out to be something interesting that'll be good for me. And, right. Like, he tells Kvothe all this and it's actually interesting and I quite like that. Yeah,
4: he was very forward about, like, I yeah I am interested in you. I'll find out what I find out as as we go. But yeah, he teaches him this game called Tack, which does exist in real life. Patrick like teamed up with I don't remember who it was. <laughs> Nate? I, no, Nate. I, did I'm the literally
0: art. on this man's website. James uh, Ernest.
1: Uh, James Ernest. James
4: Ernest. Yeah, James Ernest. Um, and they came up with like a genuinely fucking amazing game that's really fun to play. It's very simple. It's like the way that they describe it in the book is that it's it's easy to learn, very simple rules, but there's like a lot of room for a strategy. And somehow they fucking, they nailed it. It's like kind of a combination of like Go and Mancala and you're just basically supposed to like build a bridge across a small a board of squares but you can play it without a board you can play it with almost any like pieces that you can find as long as they can stack i play it with um like little pokemon figurines oh as, my, so cute as, like my top pieces yeah it's really fun um and it, it's like even like my boyfriend and i we like bonded um and like became a thing by just playing this for like days and days in a row so it's yeah it's, it's a so very special fun. game they Would you say it's a beautiful it. game, Summer? I, you know, personally, <laughs> I think it is game. a beautiful game. <laughs> it's a beautiful game. It's
1: genuinely incredibly funny how, because, like in the book, there's a bit where Quoth is like, haha, I almost beat you," and Breton is like, "Oh no, 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 that's not the, <laughs> that's not the point <laughs> of the, the game." The
3: point of the beautiful game, Quoth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> sounds like not, that on the other is
3: <laughs> <crap. laughs> <laughs> The point is to be bold to be dangerous to be elegant <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> so that's a really sweet <laughs> s- sweet story about tack. Uh, I do I have to share that with, for me that was like a badge of shame. Cause it always because i i have a copy of Tack from the original <gasps> kickstarter to remind you all that originally i did like these books <laughs> and i had a, and i was and i was following pat rothers so i'm like oh yeah it'd be really cool to have the you know i kickstart back you know donated to the thing and got tack and whenever i look at it in my board game collection i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> Like the game though? Do you think it's fun? It, um, it's okay. I um, I like playing with the board. I never had fun without playing with the board. I I have a friend of mine who's really one of those board just game like, people. Um, really, again, he's a friend of mine. A good guy, but he's just really you know makes makes a lot of his own clothes. <laughs> um, there, um, take that, Sarah. You see know, the type where you just like yeah, take that. Um, I, I'm, I don't. Trying describe, I'm trying to describe this person. Owns a lot of trinkets and things. Like and was he was obsessed eclectic with, eclectic. Yeah, he, and he was obsessed with not playing it on a board like you thought this was like the coolest quality of it um and so like i was forced to play a lot without the board and right. i like <laughs> always hated it i'm like i it can
4: yeah it
0: can get messy going everywhere that way. I, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> I
4: just
2: but it's fine it's fine i fun. do
0: yeah. like that there's you, you know you can buy a tack board from patrick's shop under the um it's the, the Literally, there's a page on worldbuildersmarkets.com dot com slash collection slash Tack a beautiful game. It's just called Tack a beautiful game.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna talk about. Like it's this because because this is the one thing that is actually established, like in the book about tech that it's supposed to be the beautiful game. Like all the all the branding around tech like game. really focuses on calling it the beautiful, the beautiful game.
0: game.
4: Isn't that what they call Go? That's what they call football. football. Like European soccer. Oh, (laughs) I had no idea.
2: (laughs) You never (laughs) will understand the beautiful game of uh, football.
4: I love...
3: I've warmed to this character so much more now that I know he has a really thick French accent. Like, every single scene where he's going to be in from now and I'm just going to be picturing him like chain smoking, drinking a glass of wine at all times. (laughs) Just buff. Yeah, he's got huge It's like a cigarette so holder. funny, though. So, I want to draw <laughs> our attention to so on the World Builders Market, you can find a free PDF of how to play TAC, the beautiful game. But
2: if you scroll yeah, down to yeah, the bottom,
3: yeah. it has a little thing that says the US TAC Association, where it says join the US TAC Association for the latest in TAC news and events. Learn more at ustac.org. This is on yeah. the PDF, by the way. So, I Listeners. went to ustac.org. And it is like you can you can play games on here. You can like you can play online, um, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, at the bottom of the page, they have they have us tac on Twitter. They a, a little widget. They have a little about us section, a little contact section, and then at the bottom, they also have a section called Tac Quotes. And the first one is from Breden, which is the point is to be bold, to be dangerous, to be elegant. <laughs> And then the other one is the way a man plays a game shows some of his character. The way he loses shows all of it. And that's from Unknown. So true. It's from Unknown. We don't know who said that famous TAC quote. What the fuck? <laughs> it must have been similar. I went to learn more about this organization and in the About Us section it lists a it has a link to the US TAC Association bylaws which takes you to a google document which is 11 pages long
0: uh-huh
3: well, article one name article two purpose <laughs> section one section two section three article three membership um regular what? memberships rev- revocation of memberships rights and privileges internal memberships voting <laughs> members is article four I <laughs> <spell from> <laughs> what is going on oh my god in what article is this section 6 and article 5 is about the election of executive board officers their terms of office their duties vice <laughs> president treasurer secretary <laughs> members at large they can seize candidate statements We're and talk no. about section 13 <laughs> section 12 restrictions Um, Elected members of the executive board may not serve as paid USTA employees, paid consultants, or as vendors or goods of services. This is, like, so detailed. There are sundry bylaws. This this document is 11 pages long, and it is...
1: Section 13 (laughs) nepotism.
3: Wait, really? Where's that? That's so many... It's right below the one you just read. No two or more individuals may serve on the executive board concurrently who share one or more of the following relationships. One, is the, rec- is the direct descendant of the other. Two, they are spouses or partners in a civil union. Three, they are siblings by birth, marriage, or adoption. Four, they are adopted children and parent or step-parent and step-child.
4: There's
0: more hey, rules than so- like the
4: US presidency. <laughs>
0: There's more rules than the actual <laughs> the- game. Yeah, th- that's more pages than cover pa- the game in the actual book. Like... The the part of the book where Kvost (laughs) and Bredon play tag is like two chapters at the most. And like it comes up like maybe once after that. Like,
4: Yeah, that's a lot. And
0: yet here we are. It's a beautiful
3: game, but it's also very, very serious. (laughs) You must take it very seriously. It was like slightly just before we were recording, I noticed that you could play an online game. So I I went on to the online game and while I was playing, somebody joined my game (laughs) whose uh, screen name was Simmon, which sent me into a, a frenzy and I began to message everybody <laughs> saying, Simmon's just joined my game. Simon from the books. Simmon's here.
0: <laughs> Simmons himself. Simon himself. <laughs> yes. The real Simmons. which I I think the, the message they sent was, are yes. you new to tag? Or something like that. So, so we all assumed it was like a learning bot yeah. to yeah. help teach you the game. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah.
3: I just responded yes, yes, I am new to Tack, and then are you? And then Janos was like, "Ask, ask if it's the real Simon from the book." So I did,
1: which I thought I thought this was going to be like a yeah. bot answer, right? Because at this point, there's still. But it turns out, out a no,
3: chatbot. it is not a chat bot. It is a real human person <laughs> who was just on this website playing Tack at the exact same time as me. Um, who apparently, It's from Simon YouTube, from YouTube, who apparently runs like who we all know, who has children. YouTube?
0: Who has to- <laughs> uh, Sorry to dox you seven from YouTube
3: <laughs> for having a child. Um, good for you. And for he you. was like, "Yeah, you should join our Discord." And I have to go and pick up the kids, but you should join our Discord and watch my <laughs> videos on YouTube about how to play the beautiful game. hack.
4: He like sent like some like it said it looked like an automated message that he like just copy and pasted that just said like don't yeah. forget to join the Discord. Yeah like he was running the fucking tag game or something. Yet again
0: we find that like the culture surrounding these books is so much more deep and fulfilling and substantial than anything in the books themselves <laughs> at all. whatsoever. It's a little
3: bit
1: disturbing, I got to say.
3: It's kind of amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> really the point something. That it wasn't
4: Simon from the book. It's an ecosystem. I had questions. Yeah, yeah that kind of sucked.
1: I, I do want to point out that on the final page of the PDF, there's an illustration of <laughs> like.
3: Uh, this is how. <laughs> this is not the the vials. This is how to play Tac. <laughs> yeah,
0: track. yeah. This is on the uh, worldbuildersmarket.com dot com slash collections slash Tac. But
1: this illustration is is so much more like in spirit with. Uh, with Patrick <laughs> work. It um, sure is. Because there's... This is our cover
0: art. <laughs> there's this... For this episode. There's this
1: woman playing tech, like, really intently focusing on her board, and this fucking Justin McElroy-ass-looking guy.
2: Get him. Get him.
1: Looking down, like, straight at her boobs, like, pretending to look she at the She also has board. massive
3: boobs. They're huge. Yeah, of course. they enormous. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Good, and good.
4: Of course, she's just absolutely breathtakingly beautiful, as all the girls yeah, in this universe she's are. She's breasting boobily
3: in her game of tack.
4: <laughs> 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 um,
0: hey, actually, speaking of breasting boobily, can we talk about the kind of end section where versus
3: wooing? wooing um, yes. Ms. Luckless here? Miss Luckless is the hottest racist we've had yet in this book. Yeah. <laughs> They just keep
4: coming.
0: <laughs> they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. <laughs> but the interesting thing about this section is that, first of all, the mayor is like, "Okay, well now I'm no longer being poisoned, and everything's fine. Like it's time for you to do your actual job. Get going, both. Get writing these songs and put letters that I'm gonna send." When,
1: when, hmm? when we learn about like the mayor's like cold courtship situation, uh, he's like, Ugh, "I wish there was a, I wish there was a book on courting. <laughs> like this is a fucking." Reading the game type of guy.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so uh, the mayor says to Quoth, is there anything you require for the practice of your art? And Quoth is like, yeah, just give me some pen and paper, whatever. And he says, nothing more than that. I've heard tell of poets who need certain extravagancies to aid them in their composition, like a specific type of drink or scenery. Um... And says all this stuff, and Quoth is like, "No, I, no, I don't need any of that, that stuff. I just need like my freedom to go around the place." And then for the next like sort of five or six chapters, while he is doing his job and writing the nice letters that do the courtship, he's basically just courting Denna vicariously. Like Denna is in town, he's hanging out with her. He's having emotions while he's hanging out with her, and then he like goes back to his like accommodation and like writes down all his feelings and then that's the letter that the mayor then uses to court this woman there's like a whole section where Dana leaves town for like a week and Quoth is like completely paralyzed and unable to like write anything nice because there's nothing nice in his heart anymore because Dana's out
4: of town oh yeah we should mention he sold his loot so he doesn't even have his loot i think, he, g- I think he gets I think he it got back
1: yeah
4: after he saves the mayor's life he, he pawned it
1: yeah once he gets the poison money he'll also he also buys on that uh he buys money. it back it's from weird, the pawn shop which is uh, like either like either from the yeah either from the medicine money or for the money it gives him for the gram i I don't remember exactly
0: yeah but i know i just i bring this up because it's a very interesting insight into how patrick like looks and thinks about art as a thing that to in order to do requires inspiration mm. Like, Quoth just, like, yeah. ca- cannot write anything because he just doesn't have dinner there as his Muse. inspiration.
4: And women love being muses. That's <laughs> so dependent of him. It is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get another hobby. because <laughs> <Yeah>. Write <laughs> about tack. It's
0: beautiful. It's a beautiful game. <laughs> I'm reading this and i'm just like patrick like art is labor <laughs> yeah. just have him do the thing just do the thing both just write book three. Yeah. just or,
2: fucking do it yeah or or <laughs> have him be a 15 year old who actually like is a 15 year old and goes on temper tantrums when like his boo isn't there and like have him be a child right you know what <laughs> Like, I did
3: forget yeah, it's he was easy 15 to. he doesn't act like
2: it yep he, uh, listeners uh You can do a drinking game where whenever we talk about both, obviously forgetting that he's a uh, (laughs) fifteen-year-old, take take a (laughs) shot.
4: He should have just asked for like alcohol and bitches. Yeah, yeah.
2: He
4: was he was offered muses, so he should have sent her a song that was just like "You
3: Up?" question mark or like (laughs) like what do you want to? He gets a letter back and then he sends another one that's like, "Ah, "What would you be doing if I was there?"
0: (laughs) <laughs> okay okay oh. can i point out Just can kidding, i point out not. that on page 469 of my copy of the book which is yes. chapter yes. 70 yes. clinging kvothe literally Jesus! says, i wrote that down as well uh, yeah. I my mind. and to be fair she does say it's
4: <laughs> so it's equality but actually it's, you know equality. this it's equality this
1: is fantasy vampire time. So back then it was just a normal thing to say. <laughs>
4: it seemed like in the context he knew he yes. was being kind of goofy so about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like he is doing a bit
4: to be fair. One of my one of my gripes
3: with this chapter that I, I need to get out right now before we move on to because this is about when mm-hmm. he's talking to Lady Lackless for the first time and they're sitting next to each other at dinner and she's mm-hmm. thrilled to be sat next to a very charming 15 year old. She loves it. Um she this is before <laughs> she does the like casual racism at him. The way it describes mm-hmm. her, because he, she asked him to do like phrenology on her. She's like, um, he, she catches him staring, like trying to figure out if he's seen her before, and she's like, "Oh, can you like read my?" <laughs> <It's> very funny. <laughs> but, but there is one description of her, and I, it, what did what did we say was the opposite of a pat on the back, like a slap in the face?
1: Stab on the back.
4: <laughs> Stab, Stab, <on> the back. <laughs> Stab um, in the back.
3: it's one line. Her mouth was full and red, without the benefit of any paint. <laughs> <laughs> she's not wearing fuck me red lipstick guys
4: but her mouth is still deliciously pink she just yeah she just has natural (laughs) fuck me red lipstick he says this about i'm
3: sure i'm sure he says this about denner as well at a different point because he's like describing denner and he says the exact same thing like her lips were always red without the benefit of lipstick and every single time he does I, I i Fucking hate it.
1: Listeners, well. if like in season one of this podcast, you were thinking we were a bit exaggerating about like the importance of the post. I think at this the point, post. we can safely say that this is like a genuine fixation of Patrick's. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. I don't like to think about
2: it. It really feels like of a different generation to me, too, because this is like the, you know, the Jordan yeah. Peterson like obsession with yeah. lipstick as well. I'm just like, I have literally... <laughs> the only time I have ever thought about lipstick is if somebody's wearing, like, black lipstick and they go, oh, that's black. Like, I just, like, I recognize a color. But Jordan Peterson told that me ever... that whenever
3: women wear red lipstick, it reminds men of um, how women look when they're sexually aroused, which is why lipstick exists.
4: What? That's, I can't, but you're the, blowing exactly. my mind right now. <laughs> seen, when I yeah. think of, when I think of lipstick, I think of that scene in the Little Mermaid with Ursula like using a clam or whatever the fuck to like put it on her. I lips was so or, horny that's for what Ursula I think in of. that movie. It's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I actually bought some red lipstick wow, the whore. other day because I was. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like it, it was for like fuck. What was the costume? It was for a costume. I can't remember what it was. It was a fun uh, bit, but oh, I yeah, deliberately oh, yeah. was in the the shop and I was like looking at all the shades, and I was like, which of these shades of red is the most <laughs> fuck me? <laughs> um
2: it, and I I mean does anyone else when whenever we say fuck me red lipstick they also think of Buffalo Bill? Like I can't. Yeah, I a can't little bit. Not, yeah just every single time I just imagine you fuck me.
4: I kinda <laughs> <laughs> think of uh Jessica Rabbit a little bit.
2: Mm, mm,
4: she's very mm, fuck me red. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, got but, that fuck me red either. everything. But she's just drawn that way. <laughs> she is just drawn that way
2: i want to say before i forget um i know like we, we're like wrapping up or coming to the end or whatever anything they'll say so again i read a little bit farther ahead i just want to make us all aware and then for the listeners if you're pausing in you know, this episode listening to this um there is one of my favorite like god i hate so much scenes um coming up <laughs> next uh, where yeah. um i won't I, i'll just, just I'll give you the general uh setup that, it's, that he gets into a huge fight with Dena because she gets a um a, she doesn't Tell a story the way he likes it he wants it to be told. Um, what? And oh my God. Like to be fair, on his side it's like if you believe his story that he knows, it's kind of she messes up some details. But he just can't let it slide and she's like, dude, like literally get fucked. Um it, it's very good and both it's just I don't know, it's it's very well written as far as like making clothes in like a <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I you know, guess looking look, look forward, look forward to, that. to that. I guess now that
1: we have talked like a good amount of like w- why we liked this section, um, especially compared to the rest of it, we can talk about like some of the. Cause I, I, I do think like towards the end of it, there was like some.
3: It starts getting worse. It was there's getting the, worse. Like Dennis back. Dennis towards back, the yeah. end of it, and therefore Dennis playing a major oh, yeah. part
1: of this again. And once again, I'm. I don't know what Patrick is trying to do with this character. Um, (laughs) But she's here.
0: Yeah, the the bit that... Again, I'm kind of like... I'm near the end of things that I have to say about this section... But there was a bit with Denna where she's like, you know, she had to leave, whatever, she does that all the time. And she actually, like, there's a bit where she apologizes. She's like, I'm really sorry. Sometimes I just leave. Like, I have to do this. I know it's really hard on you. And I'm sitting there reading. I'm like, wow, is so great. is just like a great, open, honest communicator. She can see an issue and she's like trying to communicate in order to resolve it. And then Kvothe is sitting there like, I will say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like for a whole paragraph, right? right but like the <laughs> just like okay, here we go. The
1: core thing that Patrick is trying to do, I guess, with this romance plotline, and this is the you know once again like on its you know out of context great bit in this book, but the unfortunately <laughs> you know the reason why it's in here or the way it ties into the great story is not great because it is like trying to put up like. A kind of parallel, or trying to show, like, quote, in kind of a situation where, like, okay, so he's he's been hired to do the romance writing because he's a he's a heartthrob musician, I guess. He can do that, <laughs> uh-huh. but check this out. Actually, like, actually, he got got no game really, because the one girl he's trying to chase, like, still not still not quite getting there. So it's like that's what right, like that's what Patrick is trying to do, right? That he's like he can you know effectively.
3: It's kind of a tragedy. It's it's kind of a tragedy. You know. He can
1: like effectively like woo this person <laughs> that he like met as like you know, if he gets the if he gets the task to create the perfect romancing for someone else, he can do that. Like he knows the technicality of it, but ah uh, once he has to actually do it with Dana, you know, he very 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 slowly is getting a little bit there towards the end, but still not quite. It's the most frustrating, like, you know, when people get frustrated of, like, Luke and lies stuff. Fucking the will-they-won't-they stuff in, like, long-running shows where they're like, come on, why don't they just, like, come together when, like, they're very clearly both into each other. This one is so, like...
0: Well, that really does feel like completely on purpose it, for Pat. It like does. Pat is yeah. absolutely doing a thing here, and he thinks
2: he's being a genius by doing it.
3: Yeah, he's like.
4: I kind of enjoy it a little bit mm. personally, and I think that.
2: No, yeah, no. I just, I just want to say that, like, um, I, I do have a slightly different reading here. It's like, and it, it's, not like a will they, will they sort of thing. Like, again, what I like about Denna is that Denna is just as smart as Quoth. Is just as good, if not some ways better, of a musician than Quoth. Um, but she just didn't, she doesn't have his luck, right? And whether, and whether, again, whether it's because she's a woman and she has to sort of act in certain ways or, you know, just different life experience. And so she kind of has to play the patron game and play the like, no, I don't get to just like sit around in university and drink all day. Like, I have to go. <laughs> work right i have hmm. to go away and like re- i don't i don't i didn't get the benefit of just you know a spoiler for this coming so, song coming up here but like i didn't get the benefit of just being told this story by some you know sky and tarbine i didn't i didn't i wasn't raised with like a root parents and have all of the known stories of the world like in my brain i have to go research them and i have to go find them with like the scraps of old books i can find in my patrons library or whatever. And so like when she pulls away from quote or when she has these sort of moments where she has to go, there's this sense of like, you know, she doesn't really want to. And she might even I don't I don't know, but like she might even like want to hang around a lot more and be with quote. But she's like, it's just not like I that's not how I can live, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and so I, I, yeah, so I don't read it as like her turning him down all the time or her not being as interested or that sort of thing. But this, this, re- these two, you know, really different life experiences. Um, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I, and then you know, one needing to actually do stuff.
3: I, I was just gonna say, I think that parallels are much stronger in this particular section. Like, there's even the bit, yeah, towards the beginning where both is like just got into this new job and he talks about now he's confined to his rooms, which mm-hmm. I don't know if he realizes it or if Patrick. Realizes it either, but like it's like a complete <laughs> mirror of what Denna was talking to him about, and him not understanding right. of like being kept. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he
4: finally gets to like exper- experience that. I like the they're 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 kind of having similar experiences, just at different times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they like, even hint at, like, Dena having maybe, like, a dark past, because we don't know where her family is, all that shit. Mm. So, like, yeah, there was, like, stuff, because, you know, she, she like, appeared
0: with, like, a bruise, and Quoth was like, I know your picture beats you, and she was like, oh my god, that's not true, and, but, yeah, I know, there's stuff like that. And for for what you said about, like, she is genuinely like every like whenever they meet first in this book like she sees him and she like runs towards him she is so happy to see him like every interaction they have like not to do any patting on the back but like (laughs) she does come across as incredibly genuine and incredibly like honest and truthful like the fact that she apologizes to him for being gone all the time like genuinely like you know it is like it would be quite delightful (laughs) if not for the fact that Pat is here with us today, like, his presence is in the
4: room, <laughs> like, all the his time. His ghost is haunting us.
0: Because then there's stuff like, the, the last, basically, page that we read for this section is when they're walking through the garden, which, oh, oh, P.S., oh, shit, um, it's a moonless night, and I, I just, we actually, in this section, we did find out oh, the shit. three things that all wise men fear, You're right, which are, right. one, the sea and right. storm, there's kvot's lost pirate adventure there is a night with no moon which is this chapter and then oh. there's the anger of a gentleman which i'm assuming we'll get to later Ooh. so just just to note that down okay. damn he did give us like a little side quest checklist and i guess we're on number two <laughs> <laughs> anyway
2: it's like i am just imagined really quick i just match like you know uh, stormy sea, you know whatever. Okay, if you're away from the sea, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know how often you find a, a patient man or whatever being angry. But like, I just like to imagine like all wise men once a month just, like turn up to the night sky and are like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: god shit, oh, god, god no. damn it, <laughs> <Not> again. <laughs> <laughs> but on this night with no moon, Dana basically goes on this kind of like weird whole thing about like, "quote, you never put your arm around me." You never like do any advances towards me. You're a me. nice guy. Um, you're, <laughs> you're such a nice, a nice guy. Both. It's so weird that you've never come on to me. And like, there's this whole
3: like same chapter where he says,
4: "My lady," she's just yeah, we're wisely hearing this. She's night.
0: like, there are so many men all endlessly attempting to sweep me off my feet, and there is one of you trying just the opposite, making sure my feet are firm beneath me, lest I fall. It, it just wow,
4: you're so special, author. There's, a, just, there's a part is on like one. coming up or not coming up. It's it's a while in that I think mm-hmm. about constantly. That has that's sort of similar to this. Great. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to get there. Yes, yeah, just Uh-oh. this
1: like this whole like final section, the moonless night thing. It's like so they're like getting quotes, like getting her in through like a back entrance because it's like mm-hmm, I can go through. uh I could go through the main door, but I'm the only one who can, like, get you through the back entrance. It's that much cooler. It's like, haha, uh-huh, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and then he's like, you-, you mentioned earlier that everyone is bringing you roses, but here I have found you the special flower. And then the and then the mayor and uh, his young girlfriend... Racist <laughs> uh-huh.
0: lady like yeah, The
1: mayor and his young racist wife are... Uh- <laughs> Also, strolling along, and he's like, Ah, only roses for you. And they're both like, laugh, cuz you know,
2: like, funniest shit I've ever heard. Which is, I just remembered why she's racist. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, so they, do, they explain why she's racist, and okay, yeah, like, later on, by the way.
3: Yeah no I I've been remembering why she's racist.
0: Yeah anyway I was oh, just gonna okay. say like yeah. this
2: this. Oh is this there a whole, rational like...
3: explanation for the racism? Is that what he does in this book? <laughs> yeah it's know, personal.
2: Yeah it's it's a personal. It, but but I will say it. There's no excuse for it. But it's one of those ones where, are like all right I, I can g- I I understand why you would be a little pissed. Um that that I don't want to spoil anything. I sound like a racist apologist. Like I'm, I swear. <laughs> it <was> just, like, <laughs> but like it. it I don't know, it's not the worst thing for- Sorry, honestly with you. Think. No,
1: I was just going I was just saying like this whole this whole section is just so cringe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how-
2: <laughs> it's
0: like <laughs> Pat is writing a manifesto on how one should treat a lady. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's just like, you know And it's still like it's not th- just know, a lot of what he says a lot of what he says is like, well you're not wrong, Patrick. It's not not wrong to not come on to a woman. The time. It's very obvious. Like,
4: we know this. (laughs) Like, the most basic knowledge you get as a child how to treat people. It's just a manifesto
1: (laughs) of how to treat a woman but it's also like you know this is what they you know this is what the, this is what gets you a deeper you know they will appreciate you on a deeper level but like all those other guys were still fucking her right so it's like uh you know <laughs> nice there's, guys there's, finish last it's it's yeah yeah right like it's this thing like vote is like <laughs> nice guys didn't finish first yeah. but so. you know do you know what <laughs> thank,
3: you, thank you do you know what like. i've just fucking realized though she she says like She does the whole, like, basically, oh, you don't sexually harass me, unlike all those other guys. And I'm just thinking, imagine if she and Fella talked. Like, she's like, oh, (laughs) you don't sexually harass me. And he's like, yeah, you should, (gasps) don't talk to my female friends. Oh my God, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Jesus
4: Christ. That's so true. But
3: also, uh,
0: would a Fella written by our friend Patrick Rothfuss see that as sexual harassment? No, because she doesn't. We already know this. Because Kurt is a nice guy, he's Just a nice guy. Or he just took a little drug that made him do sexual harassment. <laughs> it's fine.
1: I honestly don't think Indeed. like we had in the last section. We had that bit where uh, Will and Simurg, oh, you, you all, all these women talk to each other. Uh, Patrick was like being a wearing a big feminist hat that says feminist <laughs> and a t shirt that says uh, In "Enjoy Sweden with trust" uh, when he was doing <laughs> that. But I I did I I did just realize there's no way then I would like ever talk to any of the other women characters in the book. No, yeah. Cuz it's like
4: she's one of the boys. She's special. She's special. Yeah. yeah she's, she's not, not like she's not other, other girls. girls.
1: She's like <laughs> elevated from girl status, I guess, like, Or not from girl cuz like all the other ones like he's he's obvious like as w- we talked about this, he was he's very clearly ta- trying mm. to make complex women characters with people like Devi or Mhm. Name me one more woman. (laughs) Because I don't know. Mola. I don't don't even know if Fela counts in this category. Like I don't know if... Mola, maybe. Sure. Ari. Ari. Yes. Yes.
3: But, like, the thing is, like, Denna isn't a woman. She's a muse. Yeah. Like... She's not, yeah, that's she, you, it. you're right She's been removed from the category of woman And she's been placed she's, into artistic yeah. inspiration Manic pixie whatever She's not a, she, she's not a person pixie She's news. not a character in the same like, way uh, All those others are trying to or uh, As
1: he's trying to make all these others like, it's... I wonder
4: I if she's like... like writing music About him that, would be that was so funny. Ooh, Edwige! Oh my God, oh my- like the fucking Midnight Sun version of
0: uh,
3: <laughs> Name of the Wind, where it's from Dana's perspective. Oh. Have we talked about this before. No, but and I want it, but it would suck. You know, it would suck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I just remembered that. You know, mm. in 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 relationship to Dana being, or in related to Dana being on a a different type of thing than than the other characters is. You know, we have to remember. Patrick did admit in an interview that he was done dirty by a woman that inspired Dana. Mm -hmm.
4: Right, right.
0: (gasps) God, I keep forgetting about that. It's it's, it's like all the other women are like two-dimensional. Dana's like 2.5-dimensional. And therefore she's an artistic (laughs) muse.
1: I don't even think she is like more dimensional. Like she's more and less at the same time somehow. No, right? she
3: she's sort of has escaped the category of womanhood, but not progressed into anything necessarily better. She's it's just been a sort of Listen, lateral move. I mean, she's.
0: I just quite enjoyed her in these chapters, okay, despite <laughs> everything. That's yeah, I have.
4: I have, I have uh, this is very relatable to me because I am absolutely shit at like reading cues. And so, like, when I'm like interested in someone and they're interested in me, it, there's it's exactly like this. It's very obvious to everyone else. And I'm just completely clueless. And like <laughs> by the end of it, it's like, oh, you like me? That's weird. <laughs> but do you start, do you start so this saying shit like, uh,
1: all these other guys are trying to take me off my feet, but you're trying to keep me <laughs> on the ground?
4: That's yeah. That's a little bit out of the range of what I would say.
0: <laughs> it's like whenever, whenever they're having like a relatively
4: normal time, which
0: isn't very much. It's I'm I am enjoying like Dena's presence. Mm-hmm. It's when Quoth starts like spouting like stuff from his from Patrick's book on how to do romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna hold further Dana opinions until next next chapters, oh, next
3: sections. Argument. Totally. Oh, good. Yeah. And, and bits. I'm scared. The way um. you guys are talking about what's coming up, I'm frightened.
0: <laughs> I, I, I I don't it's know. Like what the tide this is, I'm is just pulling. Just Yeah. Having
1: having enjoyed this section, I very much had a feeling of uh, this is not gonna last very long.
3: Yeah. Like well, it's all, all downhill.
0: Right. So, from here. so next section. Uh, next section, we are reading from chapter like 71 or wherever we are, up to chapter 90. I just want to read you the last the last line of the, the chapter where we are stopping. This is where we are stopping next week.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This okay. is the line. It was Valerian. Ooh. Oh boy. Oh, we are stopping <laughs> just before then. Oh, we are yeah. safe next week.
4: Mm. We have plenty of time
0: to prepare. We okay. have one more episode to... <laughs> Coat ourselves oh, yeah. in Greece <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> That's what I just said
1: <laughs> And you're spelling coat K O T
0: Lurry
2: red lips.
0: Girdle no. loins, I think, is the phrase I was looking for.
2: What 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 are we doing to the loins? We're girding them. Like oh, in the funny
0: them. Sparta way where you take <laughs> your toga and you wrap it round so you can kick ass. Ah
4: yeah. Right. yeah. Well donning our armor. Well everyone. I'm full of fear.
2: One more week of safety. One more week of safety. Um hope you all enjoyed the well actually moment we get with Dana. Uh, <laughs> right. I hope don't know why, the Lady I find it
0: so funny. Remember to block Patrick on Twitter, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Also, it's, speaking of short, you can follow not, us and stuff. <laughs> according to the TAC bylaws, you're legally not allowed this podcast to <laughs> <these kind laughs> <of words. laughs> Please remember to respect. Yeah, women. sorry, Simon. If you're listening. yeah. If you need reminders, uh, use your, your daily reminder to respect women.
3: <laughs> Thank God. Oh. You're telling me this so late in the day. I've gone
2: uh, this whole it. day not
4: respecting women. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I didn't think about doing that. A little
2: alarm on your phone or something.
4: <laughs> <laughs> five <laughs> o'clock. Respect
1: yeah, remember to respect drink you know. water.
3: Yeah, <laughs> It's five o'clock somewhere, a.k.a. time to respect
2: women. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's such a good meme. You remember remember the WikiHow image meme of the guy spraying water at a cat, like, yelling, and it's like, me, respect for women, (laughs) women, women's the cat yelling, and the respect is the water. Anyway, that's...
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's respect women juice. Anyway. (laughs)
0: Goodbye, gamers. Goodbye, gamers. Bye, gamers. Uh, Bye, gamers.
3: See you in a
0: bit. Goodbye.